everybody. Welcome back to Rise and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's a while since I've said that because we missed a couple of our episodes. As you know, it's summer. Some of us are traveling. A lot of us have camps and other things we're doing. So we're sorry we had to miss a couple of episodes, but we're back today. And I just wanted to do a quick little open discussion. And I wanted to talk about climate change and I know climate change is a huge thing and so many different people have so many different opinions about climate change uh, including public figures politicians and even our own parents all have different opinions about global warming and what's happening to our planet but today I wanted to get to know uh, Lauren and Ava's opinions Uh, Sophie isn't here with us today she's currently in San Francisco Uh, We hope she has fun, Uh, but today it's just going to be the three of us, and yeah, we're just going to talk, we're not going to do like a whole presentation thing with a bunch of facts, this is just all our opinions, so yeah. I have um, a list of things that I want to talk about today, and the first thing I kind of want to touch on is the fact that I feel like global warming has been a topic since we have been in elementary school, and I think it's one of those things where the problem is just going to continue for a very long time. And I know we're like getting into, you know, deep topics already, but um, I personally think it's really sad that we started learning about global warming and stuff when we were like kids and now nothing has really changed. What do you guys think? I saw this article the other day and It was saying that the reason like Gen Z, millennials, like people all like that are statistically like so down in the mental health health area is because they were born into a world that was said to fail. Like if you think about climate change and like all the problems we're facing, like we are born into this world and we know it's going to continue that way. So I think so the article was just saying like that's the reason why. Uh, Gen Z millennials have like statistically more depression, more anxiety than other generations. That's actually a really interesting point. I haven't thought about like us being born into a world where there's a problem that we have to solve, but we didn't actually create the problem. It's an insane amount of pressure because it's kind of like, oh, you know, this is like something we're actively trying to solve, but we don't know how to solve it because pretty much um, it's like embedded into our system already, like big oil companies and things like that. Like we can't control those things. And I think it's pretty crazy that we have like a no plastic straws phase. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like this whole thing, uh, save the turtles, Um, It was kind of like a joke, but it was also like a trend and people were buying metal straws and nobody was using, well, there were people using plastic straws, but people were, you know, more than ever trying to not use them. And I thought that was really interesting, but it's kind of sad to see that like that was just a trend and it died and it's not really a thing anymore. I think the metal straws that people did buy, I'm sure that people are still using them. So I think even though it's bad that saving the planet was a trend that died out, it still had 
some positive aspects to it since it did sort of in a way bring attention to the climate issues that we're all facing. And I think it's good that people actually tried to go out and buy reusable um, water bottles and straws. So I think there is always a good part to trends. Mm-hmm. Um, like another big thing that was happening was uh, Greta Thunberg. If you guys don't know her, she is a climate change activist. And the really cool thing about her is that when she started her whole thing, uh, which was, I'm pretty sure uh, it was protests. She, so she was like skipping school and, you know, leading these protests. She was only 16. And that absolutely blows my mind. Um, she's a really good speaker. And she spoke in front of the UN. And she was really famous. And she still is. Um, and I, like, personally really want to applaud her because that's that's absolutely insane. Like, doing that at such a young age, um, it really, like, goes to show that, again, even though this isn't a problem that we created, uh, we eventually do have to, like, solve it. Yeah, my family watched this documentary on Greta Thunberg the other day. And it was really interesting to see because I know, like, at the beginning, like, people were mocking her, being like, oh, she came all the way on a boat. Like, that's so dumb. When, like, you know, you see the documentary, you see, like, everything that's going on in her life. And I believe she's autistic. And she was able to, like, go and, like, do all these amazing things, you know, at a young age and being neurodivergent. I don't know. It was really inspiring. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I may have pronounced her name wrong, so I want to apologize for that, but she is amazing, and I think, like, one of the reasons why uh, she was able to make such an impact and why she is still making such an impact is because it's, it, like, hits different. I know I hate using that phrase, but that's the only way I can describe it, Um, the way she spoke in front of a bunch of old people and she was like bringing attention to a problem that they probably started um it's just more powerful you know and it is kind of bittersweet like it makes you really really happy and it's really inspirational um to see like a really young kid from our generation Um, speak up about these things and do incredible things but it's also really sad because now that's like her life Um, and it's not really like a quick problem you can solve Uh, the most she can do is like bring awareness to it and we know that like statistically speaking and things like that like climate change isn't going to be over in like a year Um, And it's kind of like an ongoing thing. And it's just so hard to wrap my head around that. I think back to the topic of Greta, I think that it was really shocking how a lot of politicians reacted, including our former president, um, how he sort of called her a little child and kind of dismissed the problems of climate change. And as you said before, it's probably a problem that, you know, starting with their generation, they sort of started that. And how they're not really even, you know, taking her words seriously. What do you guys think about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on NBC News, like their news site. And there's this article 
literally all about Trump mocking Greta after she won Time Person of the Year. Um, And he had said, quote, so ridiculous, Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta, chill. That's absolutely ridiculous, and that's so disrespectful. And, the like, I'm rolling my eyes right now. And I mean, the fact that she was a child, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is some, like, old man talking to a teenager and being like, you're dumb. Like, okay. Like, you're not gaining anything by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, it's also really um, irresponsible of him because, obviously, at the time, he was president. And the amount of influence he has just by sending that one tweet, like who knows how many people were like, oh yeah, Greta is not like, that's dumb. Like she is incorrect. Climate change is not a thing. Imagine how many people think that way all because of that one tweet. And it is a lot of responsibility for the president, but I mean, you're president for a reason, right? Like, you signed up for this. So, like, please do good. (laughs) But uh, not to get too political. um, I think it's really, really important that politicians and also public figures, you know, spread awareness about climate change. It's not completely their responsibility. But I do believe that they do have some responsibility. And, yeah. Before I transition into the topic of, like, influencers promoting, like, eco-friendly products and all of that, um, I'm pretty sure I heard something about fire in the ocean. What happened? And literally, just tell us what happened. So, in the Gulf of Mexico, I believe there was an oil line and a pipe burst, and the ocean was on fire. I encourage you to go look it up. You can look up Ocean on Fire 2021. And it is terrifying. Like, you can see the photos and it looks like something out of, like, Greek mythology. And, I mean, honestly, I think I've said this in past episodes, but now when bad things happen, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, that's just normal life. And I saw this and I was like, okay, that's, that's not normal. So... It's, I I don't even know. Like, the ocean, water, and fire don't mix, but um, they did. Yeah, I searched it up, and, like, the first thing that popped up was, can a fire start in the ocean? And the answer was no. But obviously, clearly, here, it's sort of like, I don't know. It's very historical, and it really shows how devastating it is to our planet. And I think it's just really sad how something that we thought could not happen is now happening as a consequence of what we're doing as humans. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's crazy because, I mean, obviously, we're like, oh my gosh, fire in the ocean. We're like, that's crazy. But also, we lived through a heat wave like a couple weeks ago. Um, there were like wild like forest fires there were like so many things happened and so many things do happen that part of me is like 
heartbroken because this stuff is happening to our planet and then part of me is like not even phased because it's becoming like a regular thing and that's a habit we definitely need to break like we cannot get too comfortable with this I just mentioned heat wave uh we went through like the heat wave for three days it was like Seattle and Portland and it definitely broke records we were in the 110s. You know, some may say that's not even hot. Well, it is very, very hot for us, especially for people who have lived here their whole lives. Uh, they can probably tell you that Seattle does not get that hot. So it was insane. Were you guys able to like stay cool during that time? I'm actually lucky enough to have an air conditioner in my house. And um, like in Seattle, that's very rare. And in my house, my parents were telling me that when they bought the house, like 15, 16 years ago, that there was already an air conditioner inside of it. And that was like even more weird then. And uh-huh. especially because the house was built in like the 1960s. So I was very lucky with that. What about Grace and Ava? I actually also have an air conditioner. We installed one, I think, a couple years back since obviously it's beginning hotter and hotter every year and it's pretty crazy how before when it wasn't as bad we didn't have an air conditioner and we could deal with that but we're very lucky to have an air conditioner now but it's kind of sad since it's getting hotter and hotter every year and who knows what it'll be next year you know Mm -hmm. uh we don't have ac but we have had like fans and stuff and humidifiers and we have like air purifier thingies so we were never like we need ac but (laughs) we definitely did need ac it was not a good time i went to sleep cuddling a bag of ice um and it was not a fun time but to be honest like it was scary like it was scary how hot it got and i don't i don't know it was like what if this becomes like a reality? Like my mind was all over the place. And I know that this particular heat wave didn't have much to do with climate change, I don't think. I think it was just like this pocket of hot air was like in our area or something. Um, it had more to do with like, I don't know, like weather uh, rather than climate change. But at the same time, weather is climate change. Um, and that that was just really scared to think about. Like, what if this becomes like a regular thing? I saw this other article about how in the Pacific Northwest, there used to be only like two heat waves per year. And now there's tons more because of climate change. That is very, very scary. Um, and it's really scary because it's not even like, oh, what if like we're running out of time? We are running out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, it was like two years ago when a bunch of scientists were like, hey, we have eight years left. But do you guys remember that? Um, It was like eight more years until climate change becomes irreversible. We still have time, but we need to do this now. Like, do you guys remember that? I remember that. It was like really big. And it was like, if we don't fix everything by this year, then we can't change it. And then it was a whole thing. People being like, oh, let's let's try to do what we can. And then it just died out. Yeah. Okay. So here's this article. Scientists say we have 10 years to save Earth. Um, and that was from 2017. So if you do the math, 
we don't have much time left and that that just ruined my day we're recording at like nine in the morning and um yeah that just ruined my entire day because that is scary that is very very scary yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's not much we can say because again I don't have the exact like statistics and the facts but I know for sure that a big chunk of global warming is caused by big companies, whether they're dumping oil into our water, whether they are trying to get more oil, or they're like, you know, creating tons and tons of plastic waste, whatever it is, like, I know that some of it is just completely out of our reach, because those are just the big companies. And it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, back to the ocean being on fire. I saw this meme and it was of the ocean on fire. And it was that photo and it had the ocean on fire and text over it saying like big corporations. And then the boats trying to put out with like their little hoses being like not using plastic straws. And oh, my God. <laughs> using reusable bags. Like, yes, we can try to help. Like, each one of us, you know, we can do recycling, whatever. But when you get down to it, we can only do so much. And there's, like, whole corporations, you know. Yeah. It's it's sad because um, another thing that I saw was, like, the big companies have basically manipulated the media to make regular average citizens think that climate change is their fault when in reality a lot of it is our fault but it has been sped up by those like huge you know corporations and the angry greedy people behind those desks and stuff Um, and it's really sad but I don't want to just leave this episode on a sad note um I know that it's a huge thing and us making this episode isn't directly helping solve climate change, but we still want to bring some awareness to it and talk about some things that we can do um, and things that we should do because as humans and as humans who live on earth, we have a responsibility to take care of our planet. So I just want to go around and just like name a couple of things that you do or you want to do um, to stay green. Um, something you can do is make sure to wash out your recycling. So like if you got takeout and you got a, like a recyclable bowl thing and you have some like soup in there or whatever, make sure you rinse it out because if your like recycling isn't clean, then they won't run it. So make sure you wash out your recyclables. Also, if you have compost, use it because then it can be soil and then that soil can be for your yard. I have a decent list since my mom's pretty environmental and she's been doing a lot of things. So we've had a compost bin for over 10 years, which is, as Lauren said, an important thing because, yeah, composting is very helpful for the environment. And something I personally do since I have contacts and we all know contacts come in those blister packs and it's a lot of plastics and especially for me since I use daily contacts 
using one contact pouch every day is a lot of plastic. So, I mean, not all eye doctor places have it, but you can always recycle those contact blister packs by putting it in like, like a bin and just bringing it to your eye doctor for them to recycle. And also instead of using plastic things like daily since plastic as we all know is incredibly harmful to our environment, using like maybe glass containers instead of Ziploc bags is a really important thing. And also something that you can do is instead of using um, drying machines for most of your clothes, personally for my family, we hang all of our clothes and dry them like that instead of using the dryer since the dryer it uses up a lot of energy and is incredibly harmful to the environment. So that's also something. I think one important thing to do is try and cut down on meat. I still do eat meat, but I mean, trying to cut it down and minimize your intake of meat is a really good thing to do, not only for your health, but for the environment. Wow, Ava coming in clutch with that list. That was a really good list. And I bet you were expecting something like, don't use plastic straws, but no. Guys, we have a couple of really, really good points to make here. And these things are pretty easy to do. Like you don't have to pay a lot of money or go through a lot of change to implement these things into your daily routine. This one, though, it might be a little bit bigger, but maybe try driving less. Um, I have a friend, and he's actually a doctor now, which is great. Congratulations. He's probably not listening to this, but the other day, he was like, oh, yeah, like when I bike to work, and I was like, wait a second, you work at a hospital in Seattle how do you bike to work? And he's like, well, I make it work. You know, I just bike up this hill. I bike across the bridge and I just bike to work. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, oh my God, that is crazy because I personally couldn't do that. Like I can't bike up a hill, but maybe I'll start trying or I will start uh, biking because I think that's really cool. So maybe the next time you're meeting up with um, like your friends or whatever, instead of, you know, asking your parents for a ride or just driving there, um, maybe you can bike there. Maybe you can scooter there. Maybe you can skate. Maybe you can roller skate. You know, whatever it is, like, if it's not completely necessary, who cares? Like, it's summer. It's beautiful outside so that's one big thing that um I want to mention and then obviously there are eco-friendly options for like almost every single product out there I assure you um shampoo there there's like shampoo soap bars there's conditioner soap bars so you don't have to use that like plastic packaging there are so many options and I think you should try to look into them when you're at the grocery store and you're like, oh, I need to buy some meat, but there's actually some fake meat. There's like vegan meat. I'm going to try it. It might cost a tiny bit more, but it's probably worth it. So yeah, that was a huge rant and I don't want it to seem like we're like lecturing everybody, but it is really important and um, I just want everyone's biggest takeaway to be like, yeah, it is a huge thing. Um, and a lot of it is out of our control. 
but it is our responsibility as people who live on planet earth to take care of our planet and even if it's like as small as maybe not drying your clothes in the dryer maybe air drying them or you know not eating meat for like a week it's definitely gonna make an impact even if it's really small it's gonna make an impact so I definitely encourage everyone to do that and you can always spread awareness about climate change just like us and what we're doing right now Um, and there are so many ways you can help so please look into it Um, it can be overwhelming but I think that every single person should try to implement some of the things we just mentioned in our daily routine anyway that was a huge rant Um, whether you're listening to this in the morning or at evening we hope that it's inspirational and this has been a positive uh little thing um and yeah I think we're gonna end it there thank you so much for listening thank you so much um I'm pretty sure we are at 1400 downloads are we 1500 1500 downloads that's crazy that's insane thank you so much for that um we started this thing if you want someone to talk to our email is open uh we can communicate there it's it's resinshinepod at gmail.com if you're bored or maybe you like really need someone to talk to like we're always checking and refreshing so you know feel free to send us something there and then you can check out our Instagram, which is Rise and Shine Podcast. Uh, we're going to try to post more. So, yeah, stay tuned and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening.